welcome to this CL Insights podcast with me, Helen Brooks. I'm one of the business development managers here at CL and really pleased to be bringing you this data discussions podcast. Keep watching out uh, for all the other podcasts in this series and a number of blogs from a range of CL member contributors. In this podcast today, I'm going to be speaking to Grace O'Gorman, CL's very own animal uh, health specialist, and we'll be discussing some of the overarching themes that came out from the recent CL Insights Health and Welfare webinar. The full webinar can, of course, be found on the CL members website, so make sure you go and have a look at that. So firstly, welcome Grace. Grace, can you just give us an overview um, of yourself, please? Hi, Helen. Thank you very much. Um, I'm Grace O'Gorman, the new animal health specialist working at CL. Um, really looking forward to working with our membership and partners and increasing our critical mass and focus around a range of animal health and welfare topics. So we'll have some exciting new initiatives um, towards the end of this year. And yeah, really looking forward to getting stuck in. Brilliant. Thanks, Grace. So the recent um, health and welfare webinar was entitled Key Issues Facing UK Livestock. Um, can you first give us um, an overview and everyone listening an overview um, of the webinar in terms of who presented in it, the general topics, um, what was presented and some discussion points? Yeah, we had a great mix of um, six different professors, researchers wor working across the UK, both in the ruminant sectors and the monogastrics. And we really challenged them to pin down what their key top animal health and welfare issues were for UK livestock. And what we had back from each of them was really interesting. Um, we heard Professor Martin Green from University of Nottingham um, speaking about dairy respiratory disease and lameness to really um, critical topics in the dairy sector. Um, he also challenges to look at, look at uh, resilient farming systems as well. Then we had Richard Mole from the Morden Institute, and he really focused on looking at the challenges around parasite control for sheep. Um, and data came out as a theme there as well to inform better decision making. We had Amy Jennings from um, the Edinburgh University and Amy spoke about some really interesting projects that she carried out on farm that really tried to drive home the importance of collecting um, data and improved um, young stock, um, which was really interesting to hear. And from the RVC, we had Stephen Van Vinden, who really challenged us to look at taking a prevention is better than cure approach. So looking at antimicrobials, which of course are always topical, but also a range of other infectious diseases um, and thinking about how the role of the vet and how data might improve our approach in that sense. Um, Professor Alistair Cook from Surrey um, gave a really interesting topic about health, um, the health and welfare of pigs. And he um, explained about the digital revolution that is underway and some really interesting projects um, that they are um, currently underway in Surrey. And finally, we had Sarah Lampton from Bristol University who gave a great talk on the key um, issues, health issues for poultry um, and not only health, but of course, welfare and linking that into some of the challenges around um, climate change as well. And what we need to think about going forward with different production systems in poultry. Oh, that's a great overview. So it sounds like there were some similar themes that were coming out from the presenters, um, but also some really sector specific sort of areas of, of consideration that, that needed to and were discussed. Can you maybe elaborate on what some of these were? Yeah, so 
I think across all of the sectors, there was a really strong um, emphasis on the need to capture data and to use it well. Um, and by using it well, I mean to translate it into effective actions on farms. Um, and for some farms, if we look at, for example, extensive sheep production, it could be about just starting to gather quite useful data and realising the value in that. And I think it was Amy who described it as making technology pay, and that being really important um, as a driver in those systems. But as I mentioned about this digital revolution and looking at some of the more intensive sectors, so pigs was the example provided, but could also look at poultry and dairy systems. It's about looking forward and predicting what might happen, monitoring both beforehand, but also in response to treatments and really um, detecting pathogens that are um, causative agents so that we can really move towards precision medicine. And I think perhaps the message, the clear message that came through all our presenters was regardless of how much technology is involved that we include in there, the underlying data itself is really powerful. And by powerful, I mean it can really inform decision making, which is becoming increasingly important, this um, informed decision making in an ever more complex and challenging farming systems that we're operating in. So data and its use has come up quite a bit there and, and you've started to mention some of the gaps and the challenges. Um, how were these potentially sort of raised in the, the presentations and, and the questions that, that came after? Sure. Well, there was certainly some um, straightforward gaps just in terms of what we're collecting on farm and understanding the best sources of data that we should be collecting. And that can include off farm data as well, such as abattoir data. So there's, there's certainly huge value in, in integrating that. But the challenges are quite wide ranging. And I think it was Alistair Cook who, who neatly described it in individual um, um, titles around, for example, governance. This is probably one that most people will have grappled with. You know, what are the rules and regulations about who sees my data, data sharing? Um, that's a perennial challenge that, that we're all dealing with. But there's also the kit itself, so the tool set. So looking at AI, machine learning and the various technologies that, that are underway. But then there's the people element, so the skill set. So what are abilities both on farm and with vets to use this information in a really beneficial way? And finally, but by no means least, there is the mindset. So it's certainly about much more than just using technology. Um, and as it was described, it's certainly the mindset, not just the skill set. So there's clearly more that we need to do there. Um, and it's uh, one element of that could be just ensuring we've got really good um, feedback loops so that farmers really realize the benefits of getting involved and, and using data to drive the decision making on farm. Um, but there's certainly a barrier, a recognised barrier there for many in terms of the fear of approaching data and technology and using it. And there's a role for all of us in the industry, I think, to help build ways in which we can trust and value that data. So thinking about these innovative data solutions that are coming up, the new tools, the new software, um, how are these often received by farmers? And, and when it's often said, you know, farmers need to upskill, um, to enable them to to use this new tech or use this new software. Is it just the skills that are really needed or is it actually that we need to develop some of this um, new technology to better fit with farmers needs and how they think, thinking about the mindset that you've just said? 
Yeah, I think it's well recognised that um, buying kit is one thing and using it is quite another. So there's the hurdle of adoption. And we see that in all walks of life. It's not unique to the, to the farming community. Um, but having said that, I think this responsibility is not just down to farmers. I think vets have a really important role here as well. So the challenge lies on both sides um, and working together to um, to upskill, if you like, in terms of what's needed. Um, but thinking about what's practical on farm, user design and people that develop um, products, and some of our members will know this really, really well, is incredibly important so that that solution that's developed for farmers works in a way that's intuitive and actually really does help inform their decision making. So. I think that's a really good a really good point but you know each farm is very much an individual um individual systems individual contracts individual species um even their physical makeup how can tools uh from from a whole industry wide become bespoke to an individual farmer and how they use it yeah, that's a really good question, Helen. It's and naturally there is no two farms alike. You know, at any one point in time, they'll be different, even when we benchmark similar systems. Um, but the tools that we have available and that are being developed um, need to be in a position where, OK, they're in very, very varied systems and they're capturing data that's going to be very varied, but they're still allowing the delivery of tailored outputs. So whatever data they collect, whether it's farm A or farm B, um, what comes out of that really is an analysis based on that individual farm. So therefore, the um, solutions in terms of outputs will be bespoke to those farms. And that's where having farmers and vets working together, I think, can help that translation piece. Um, a good example of some of those industry-wide tools which are available um, were developed at the University of Nottingham. So they'll be applicable to a wide range um, of farms, and yet they'll deliver, you know, something that's bespoke in terms of the outputs of that, um, of those tools. So it's really, really important. So again, it comes down to the ability of those tools to really help farmers make um, good decisions. And you mentioned um, a little bit ago about sort of the vets and the use of vets, but what about sort of including vets, the wider team, as I would I would put it, thinking about how um, health and uh, health and welfare and how farmers can use vets and and other advisors um, to really sort of drive that dis, um, data use, decision use, predicting, monitoring, um, and even detecting, um, you know, for for health and welfare of their livestock. Yeah, so there's lots of people involved in, in managing the health and welfare of animals on farm. And if we look at, OK, the obvious ones in terms of um, farmers, farm managers themselves and their vets, but also ramas and SQPs and nutritionists. And I think this offers us a, a unique opportunity to work collaboratively in a way that offers maximum benefit to the farmer. Um, all of the challenges on farm need to be looked at holistically. So bringing that data together in a way that informs decision making, I think, is key. So I would see it as, OK, it's a challenge. How do we do that really practically on farm? It's not easy, but actually we have a lot more um, to gain by doing it. So I think it's it's a valuable um, approach to think about going forward is how we can collectively use data um, across the farm. Fantastic. And um, for our um, for anybody listening, sort of what can they look forward to from CL in terms of what's next in the in our health and welfare offering um, over the next few months? 
Sure, we're working on a number of different projects. Um, one in particular is the Open Innovation Group on Animal Health, and we'll very much look forward to hearing about what your priorities are in terms of animal health and welfare. And this will really help us to drive forward new ideas and innovations for some of the key grant challenges that still exist in animal health and welfare across the UK. Brilliant. So I think the key messages that I've taken from from what Grace has said is really thinking about, you know, we are in a digital revolution and really it's about how we use that to move forward, how we use it to move our research forward, our industry objectives, you know, our farm performance and everything. How do we use that to move forward? Um, and the power of data really is in driving decision making on farm. Um, and I think that for me is, um, you know, it's not the first time I think we've heard it. It certainly came out in the webinar. It's certainly come out in this podcast. Um, and uh, as Grace said, yeah, we really do value your feedback. So any thoughts you've got on this, you know, please do uh, get in contact either with your business development manager um, or your um, CL contact. And we look forward to, to hearing from you. Um, so also, please just remember to follow CL on Twitter and LinkedIn or check out cielivestock.co.uk. Uh, for more CL insights on data, we'll be releasing uh, from this week onwards um, a number of podcast blogs. Um, and then we've got the um, CL member exclusive webinar um, on the 4th of October. So please try and come to that if you can. Um, but from me and from Grace, thanks for listening and goodbye.